0: Welcome to the Live Abroad Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Johanna, and this podcast is all about motivating young people to live their best life abroad. Hi everyone, welcome to episode number 11. Today I'm interviewing Taylor, who moved all the way from the US to Asia, and now she's living in Africa, in Cape Town. Taylor is sharing her journey and lifestyle of teaching English to foreigner students, and she's also sharing her past experience with working for a nonprofit abroad. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode, and if you want to check out Taylor's social media links, everything will be linked down below in the show notes. Enjoy the episode! Hi Taylor, welcome to my podcast. I'm so glad to be having you here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm glad you reached out so we can have our travel conversation.
0: Can you introduce yourself a little bit, where you're coming from, and can you also tell us a little bit more about your uh, life abroad?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, my name is Taylor uh, Taylor Jones, and I am originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, and currently I live in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, Before this, I lived in Asia, both Thailand and Malaysia for about five years, and during this time, I worked as an ESL teacher, so I teach English to foreigners, and I also run my own travel blog in the midst of that as well.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So you are like a digital nomad?
1: Yeah, yeah, somewhat. You could definitely say that. I, I can say somewhat, because I like to be stationed in a place I don't like to hop around as much but I've definitely been to a lot of places and visit a lot of places and um, worked in a lot of different places as well so yeah I'm, in a way I'm a digital nomad but I don't like to hop around as much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah I understand so what was the first country that you lived abroad in was it Thailand?
1: Yes my mm-hmm. first country I lived in Phuket Thailand and I worked for a non there for about two and a half years. And I taught English there and ran an after-school program and um, did fundraising things for our organization.
0: Mm-hmm. And was it your own decision? Or did someone influence you to move abroad and try it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it was definitely my own decision because I am... The only person in my family that travels the way I do. Um, in fact, like my family told me, they wouldn't help me if I decided to move um, move abroad when I first did. And I was like, "So what? I'm going. This is what I want to do." Um, now they're definitely more supportive of what I do, but at first it wasn't so easy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I can definitely feel you. I'm the only person in my family that lives abroad as well and that, like, enjoys living abroad.
1: Right. They
0: they do love traveling, but it's only, like, a tourism, you know, kind of style. So it's very different for me. And, yeah, so I can definitely feel you. And I also wanted to say that teaching English online for me is, like, goals because you can be independent, you can kind of create your own schedule. But it's also a lot easier if you are a native speaker to get, like, uh, certificates and to get uh, clients, you know, and students, but uh, I will get there one day. (laughs) No, there's definitely an
1: advantage being, you know, from the Americas, like, either Canada or America when it comes to online teaching. There are some companies that definitely accept other foreigners, but usually they try to go for Canadians or British or American Mm -hmm. when it comes to things like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what did your preparations look like to move to Thailand? It was a different continent, different culture.
1: Ooh, well, I didn't really know much about Thailand because I think everyone has their idea of what Thailand's like or their their own perspective of it. Um, and I I didn't really know anybody who had been to Thailand. So I try to, that was my first country that I was moving abroad to. So I used Google, to be honest with you. I was just looking mm-hmm. up any and everything that I could find about it. Um, you know, Instagram wasn't very, I mean, it was popular, but it wasn't as popular. So you didn't have many travel photos or, you know, people weren't mm-hmm. using it that way um, quite yet. So Google, um, I did have a job before I moved there. And I reached out to them to let me know, like, you know, what do people do, what should I bring, and all those good things. And, of course, you have to prepare to get your visa, because a visa can be a whole headache mm-hmm. when you're yes. moving to a different country. So um, I was lucky in that case that my job had prepared everything for me to apply for my visa.
0: Mm-hmm. So they helped you with that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Was that like an internal transition or did you find a completely different job?
1: Say that one more time for me.
0: If there was an internal transition, like inside the company, or if you found another job?
1: Well, I, after I finished in Thailand about two and a half years, I transitioned over to Malaysia Mm -hmm. Um, and I did, I worked with nonprofits then Um, I didn't get into online teaching until about my last year in Malaysia, so I've only been doing it about a year and a half, two years, um, far as teaching online. So it, my job has kind of shifted and changed, but I've always taught English
0: throughout my different mm-hmm. job positions. It sounds like it's your passion, is it?
1: Mm-hmm. I love teaching; like it's so much fun. Like, even the days, like when my students make me want to pull out my hair. Like I feel like you get up and enjoy seeing <laughs> faces. Like, you know, I I don't. I'm not so much in the classroom anymore, but I you know I miss the classroom because it's a different aspect of being one on one with a student in the classroom versus online. Um, but I definitely love teaching.
0: Well, yeah. And did you discover this passion like after you moved abroad? Like, did you start teaching after you moved abroad, or already you taught already English when you were in DOS? Mm, I kind of like slipped into it um I before I graduated
1: I wanted to work in advertisement and like media and TV and I went to Peru my junior year in college and that was the first time I taught English it was like a week-long stunt that we did and they were like hey you guys are gonna learn how to teach English. And I remember remember being so nervous. And once I got in front of the classroom, it was like second nature for me. Like, I felt so comfortable. I was so excited to teach. And I was excited to see the kids reactions. So Mm -hmm. it was it was then I was like, Oh, wow, like, I really enjoy teaching a lot more than I thought I did. And I after senior year, I didn't want to go into corporate America. So I went to Italy and got my TEFL. And from there, I've just been traveling since and teaching English around the world.
0: Wow, that sounds so nice. Um, so would you say there were any obstacles that you had to overcome in order to get there to uh, to Thailand? And how did you do it? Um. I feel
1: like any big transition, not necessarily just Thailand, any big transition and going to a new country, you're going to find obstacles. And every country is very different, whether it's, you know, finding the right travel insurance or finding, like, where to go if you fall off your motorbike or, you know, trying to receive packages from home is is sometimes a headache. Um, and as far as, like, culturally... Me personally, I'm a very adaptable person, um, so I can mix and mingle with different groups of people. So it wasn't hard for me to get adjusted to where I was. I think what I miss the most is that you know you miss birthdays or holidays mm-hmm. with your family, and especially in the beginning, it's very hard. But now I've gotten you know I build a community wherever I am, and then. I celebrate with them like Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. I get together with my friends in the new country. We celebrate, cook dinner, um, do Christmas exchange, and things like that.
0: Yeah, I also miss traditions a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain them if you are not with right. people that are from your country. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, what did you expect to gain from this experience? As
1: mm, far as traveling?
0: Uh, living abroad yes living
1: abroad um for me I I I would say people like I'm the happiest when I'm learning and when I'm teaching um I feel like there is something very powerful about when you meet someone from a different culture or different background or different religion because what I found is that even though we are all from different places of the world, we all want the same thing. We all want to be understood. We all want to be loved. We all want to be cared for, you know, we all have the same basic human qualities or necessities. So Mm -hmm. that for me is such a beautiful thing that even though I'm a thousand and thousands of miles away from my hometown, these people are not so different from me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love meeting new people and making new friends abroad as well. Like, that's, like, one of the biggest parts about, exactly. it, about yeah. Just making connections with locals. Um, do you have any tips for, like, culture shock? Have you experienced it? Mm, I, hmm,
1: I'm trying to think. Did I experience culture shock? I would not necessarily say, I've been shocked by a few things, I will <laughs> say, as far as, like, some... Because in Thailand they're a bit, you know, carefree, open versus Malaysia they're a bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. So I can't—I've can been shocked by a few things, but I think maybe the biggest thing is when I travel and I go to a country that there's not so many black people, and a lot of times I get stared at or mm-hmm. people want to take pictures. Um, that, for me, when that first happened to me, I think it was in Myanmar. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is going on? Like, people stopped me, physically stopped me to take pictures in the street of me. Oh. And I was like, what is... I had never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that happened to me. I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's mm-hmm. new. Yeah, um, But I've definitely experienced, like, reverse culture shock. Like, trying to return home oh, yes. I went for a year. And I just could not get well adjusted back into like the American society. I just I did not want to be home Mm -hmm. once I after five years abroad. I was like, yeah, I have to leave, leave again,
0: guys. (laughs) So I've mentioned that uh, in previous episodes with other uh, people that I interviewed, but I also had like a bigger experience with reverse culture shock than culture shock. I don't know what is going on, but most people do. And yeah, it's just hard um, coming back, Very hard. And, like, explaining, exp- explaining, trying to explain yourself without explaining yourself. Yeah, it's just confusing.
1: Right, cause people are like, what's going on? Why are you? You know, you don't want to go anywhere. I'm like, no, I, I kind of want to <laughs> sit in the house, and I don't know. It was I didn't like being back home. So
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so is there something that you would like to tell to the listeners? Any final piece of advice?
1: Um, well, my biggest advice to people, especially new time travelers or people who are afraid to get out there. The simple thing is just do it, you know, don't be afraid if a a great opportunity comes up for you to get a new job in a new country, you'll figure it out as time goes on. You know, if you need to go to the post office, guess what? You'll find it. If you need to go to the doctor, you'll find it. You'll make new friends. You'll create a bigger network. Um, and to meet some amazing people that you never thought you would meet or come across um, being in these different countries. So if you want to go out and travel, just do it and plan it properly, save your money and get out there and explore the world. Because it's so many beautiful things to see and do out
0: here. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was a great piece of advice. So, yeah, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. And I hope you have a great time. And can you tell us if you are staying in Cape Town or if you are moving? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I am currently in Cape Town, South Africa. I moved here in January. Mm -hmm. And I hope to be here for a few years. So if all works out, this will be my new home for the next couple of years, which is absolutely beautiful if you have not been to Cape Town. I suggest that you come, but right now it's winter time. It's not the best weather. Weather, uh-huh. yeah. um, maybe, maybe like October to March, April would be the best time to come mm-hmm. visit Cape Town. But it's absolutely gorgeous here.
0: Yeah, I have to say it one day. All right, thanks yeah. so much for uh, for tuning in. I had awesome time uh, speaking with you, and you gave us some great advice. So you have a great time in Cape Town. <laughs> Thank you, joanna bye Thank you. i hope you enjoyed the episode with taylor and that it inspired you to live your best life abroad taylor's social media links will be down linked down below in the show notes and if you can please take a second and review this podcast by giving it a five-star review it will help more women to discover the podcast and get inspired to move abroad Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and you will hear from me in the next episode. Bye!